Has COVID done anything for business? Absolutely. It's proven that your business needs cloud computing more than ever. So migrate now to get optimal security and access for your work from anywhere workforce. No cloud offers more than the Microsoft Cloud. And no one gets your business into the Microsoft Cloud better than CloudForce. It's all they do. Start now at GoCloudForce.com. That's GoCloudForce.com. Handle on the news. Handle on the news. The mean lady is saying, give me my wig, give me my wig. And then Bill Handle. Tasers the nice lady. I see flashes of light. And then that's when the fight kind of ended. Here's Bill Handle. Uh, December 24, uh, tomorrow being uh, the big day, Festivus, and I am uh, getting very excited about the the aluminum pole uh, that is sitting at home, and, uh, you know, it's not that easy to find just a singular aluminum pole. Uh, You you have to... Well, no, because it's usually attached to something else. You don't want to buy the whole tent from REI just to well get said. one aluminum pole. That's, I get that it. is my point. It's always connected to something else. Okay, a quick hello uh, to the crowd. Uh, Wayne, good morning. Good morning, sir. And uh, Mike Crozier in for JJL today. Good uh, Mike right, Crozier. I yeah. did. Uh, I did notice, by the way, that Jerry Seinfeld tweeted yesterday. He says, "For for once, just this year with the year we've had, can we skip the airing of grievances?" Uh, yeah, because it would take too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be like, uh, you know, a very long mass. Uh, Okay, Uh, Mike, I want to point something out. First of all, it's kind of nice to have you here. Mike has been up all night because he works overnights and he didn't get to sleep. Uh, Mike, uh, the, um, uh, you know, you thanking Alex and, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, Michelle Q. Gratitude. Yeah, everybody, you know, no. It was written so, in there. I didn't put it in there. So. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Uh, I don't know. It was in a template. It's a so. very, very old template, Jen. Yeah, like no kidding. We won't be thanking people again. Oh, <laughs> and here's uh, and the janitor's name, and let's not forget uh, the... Okay, no, we don't do that anymore. Oh. All right. Uh, Alex, good morning. Good morning. Don't feel bad. He just doesn't remember people's names. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't. Oh, I'm uh, the same way. That's why I had to write it down. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, you know, I, <laughs> I want to say, hello, my name is Tags. You know, I've gone to many a party where I've uh, said, uh, you know, I've written on those tags, hello, my name is hello, Uh, and that really screws people up. All right, uh, and Eric uh, is in for Ramirez today, so we really truly have the Z team, don't we? Good morning, Bill. Uh, Good morning, as uh, today we're going to do, today is not going to be horrible news, although at 9 o'clock... I'm going to go through some of what happened in 2020, some thoughts I thought I'd share with you. Uh, And as I mentioned, these major, major uh, incidents that happened over the year, uh, over this past year, there are so many of them, literally you're going to go, oh yeah, that one, Uh, which any other year would have been the banner headline of what happened this past year. That's what 2020 uh, has been. Uh, it has been uh, completely insane. Uh, it, uh, I think uh, t- uh, Times Person of the Year, it could have been the year 
2020 easily. Do you think it's been uh, too much emphasis on people saying, oh, no, 21 is going to be all good, too high expectations coming? No, I think it well, no, because uh, if only, uh, you know, a quarter of a million people die of COVID next year, uh, that'll be good news. That's how bad this year was. Uh, so, I yeah, it, it, it's not even a question of uh, expectations. It's uh, one, uh, it's a question of desperate hopefulness, <laughs> I think, more than anything else. Uh, it's a tough one. So today we're going to have, uh, we're going to end, well, the year for me, because I'm done today, uh, and I'm not back until Monday, uh, the 4th of January. And then we start the year monumentally important because uh, Tuesday, the next day, uh, is the election uh, in Georgia to find out if the Senate flips to the Democratic side. And then the day after that is... um, the uh, count uh, in Congress, uh, well, not the count. Well, actually, it is the count uh, where the vice president actually announces the electoral votes. And you're going to see fireworks there, too, because we already know how many or we know uh, at least the number of Congress people. And I think at least one senator is going to object to the count. And uh, on what basis? I just object. They'll argue fraud, and they'll keep on arguing with no evidence. Uh, and then what will happen is uh, both houses then separate, go to their own chambers, and then vote, and then come back. And uh, I don't even know how long the delay is going to be, how long the period is before the objection is made <laughs> to the uh, senators and congresspeople moving into their respective houses, doing the vote. And the vote may literally be a voice vote, too. So they can object to any other of the other states uh, raising theirs as no, well? No, or just no, their no, own? No, no, The objection is to the actual uh, count, announcement of the count. Of each and it's state. the electoral count, each state, right. and they object. Now, I don't know if it's per state. That's actually a very good question. Well, that's what I heard is that they go yeah, state by state alphabetically. State. So when someone, so when uh, Alabama. Uh, the vice president says, and Georgia, uh, whatever number of votes, I object. And it, and it can be any of the other uh, Congress members. It doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, you don't have to be in your own state. states will be objected to. You don't, be, you don't break the, the proceedings. Uh, uh, will be the, uh, the states in question. What? You don't break the proceedings unless you get a written objection from both the Senate and the House. You need one on each side. You need one senator, one House member. But believe me, it's going to happen. And uh, now will the vote? Actually, it's going to be very interesting. Now will the vote be? uh, Will the vote be a voice vote? Uh, because it's going to be so overwhelmingly, uh, obviously, upholding uh, the actual vote. Anyway, so that's uh, coming up there. So we'll probably get it on Arizona, I would imagine, one of the swing states. That uh, it'll be the swing Biden, states. Right? So it'll, it'll be the swing states. So look for Arizona, probably be the first one to get the objection. Uh, yeah, uh, and that that will do it. I only think you need one to get the objection. No, I think you may have to go through all five uh, states because the objection will be... I thought they had to uh, break, and there was like a two-hour. Two hour, there's you know a two-hour private. You know what? Here's what we have to do. Uh, chamber Alex, talking Alex, thing. We have to do the research on that. Uh, so on, no, we on, don't. On Monday, no, no. it's going to be so interesting. No, no, okay. we don't. This is how it works. They go state by state. If you get a written objection from one from each side, then you get five minutes to speak in favor or against the objection. Then there's a two-hour period for this process, and then they have to vote in each house, in each uh, chamber, and both chambers have to vote. 
to uphold the objection. Now, is it now is it uh, each individual objection? Then they have two hours per state, or is it they accumulation? Right that's my understanding. You get right, if well, you get we'll objections on both sides, everything halts. They go off. So you have Arizona, then that's done. Then you go to Georgia, that's done. Pennsylvania, that's done. Michigan, that you know, it could be delayed. So they uh, got to resolve each one before they go to the I next don't know. state. Yes, that's, why, that's my understanding know. of how it has to uh, work. All right. Anyway, let's uh, move on to uh, news uh, because we have plenty of it. That yeah. was just. A preview of what's going to happen uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's going to be uh, kind of interesting, to say the least. All right. Let's start with Handle on the News. Uh, uh, Mike Crozier in for JJL. Wayne Resnick in for Wayne Resnick. And me. Lead story. Like All right. We start with uh, California becoming the first state to surpass 2 million uh, coronavirus uh, cases. Uh, miserable, horrible news. And... Uh, uh, it's uh, when it comes to the pandemic, uh, of course, it's horrible across the country. And that is exacerbated by what's going on in California, exacerbated by what's going on in L.A. County. Uh, we are at the worst point out of ICU beds, uh, which is not the end of the world, because they can certainly come up with more ICU beds, expanding hospital wards, going into tents uh, into gymnasiums. Uh, as we all know, it's the staff. So they said it's two million now at this point, and it took only forty-four days to get this second million. Yeah, no, it's not doing well at all. Uh, hospitals in the Southland, yeah, they're dealing with it. They're implementing COVID nineteen surge plans, even if some of the options on that plan are no longer available. Don't let us get sick. Don't let us get old. Now we had talked to Jim Keeney, and he talked about that they're in the planning stages. And are they implementing those uh, already? He, had, he was talking about how there already is a shortage and the burnout rate uh, among those uh, first, uh, the providers, the health providers uh, who deal with COVID, well, even who deal with uh, anybody in the hospital uh, is, uh, it's, well, we're going to look back on this uh, year, and that is probably going to be the lead story. I, I, I can't imagine it wouldn't. Clarify me on that. When when you get that first vaccine shot, you got to wait two, four, four weeks or whatever to get the second. Are yes. you supposed to be quarantining for those four weeks? No, no, absolutely not. So it doesn't matter if you're out and about. So those safety no, healthcare no, workers can be out not. there working right now. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, and it still gives you some protection. It's about 50% protection. It's 50-50. That much. Uh, yeah. And then the second one, of course, uh, gives you it goes up to 95 percent uh, protection or 95 right. percent effective. And I think even if you get covid, it reduces the symptoms uh, dramatically after the second shot and would reduce hospitalizations uh, by a, a large factor, assuming you would go into the hospital after getting uh, covid. So it's it's a win across the board. Let's take a break uh, and uh, we'll come back. Good morning, everybody, uh, on the 24th, and uh, it is uh, the eve of uh, that day. Uh, let's return and do more handle on the news. Uh, Michael Crozier in for JJL. And, Michael, I know, uh, I, I don't know why I keep on calling you Mike, and I apologize. And that's Old school, because, man. Yeah, that's because every single Michael in my life I call Mike. You're the only one. And so, I am the exception. You are the exception. Oh. And uh, Wayne. Merry Christmas and, to me. And uh, me. 
All right, let's go to the vaccine tote board and see how we're doing towards our goal. CDC had a goal of getting 20 million Americans vaccinated by the end of the year. Tote board says we're at just a hair over a million. So uh, we're a little bit short of that goal. We have to, yeah, well, we only have to vaccinate. 2.1 2.1 million people every day between now and the end of the year to reach that goal. So now, easy peasy. I know. Well, towards the end of the year, uh, it'll be it will rack up some numbers because this is going to be cumulative in terms of the ability of the vaccinations. But no, we're not going to be very close to uh, 20 million people. They didn't really seem to have much of an explanation as to why they're so far behind, though. Maybe the goal was not realistic in the first place. Yeah, it was. Maybe that's because- the, maybe it's not a failure of anything except the initial goal setting. Well, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, the uh, manufacturer, the vaccination is keeping up to par because now I think there's five or six million uh, doses that are in the system. It's the distribution. It's going from, and this is exactly what Joe Biden said, the issue is uh, not the manu. This is exactly what Pfizer said, too. The manufacturing is keeping uh, keeping up. The distribution and then being shot in the arm, that's where uh, we're, I'm not going to say failure. Uh, it hasn't uh, gelled yet. And I think we'll get there. Uh, it's because we've never had this logistical issue. I mean, vaccinating everybody in the country. Uh, it's it's tough. Could uh, President Trump actually get us two thousand dollar checks? I don't know. He uh, vetoed. He did veto the defense bill, but uh, can he veto the six hundred dollar bill? Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. Uh, he can uh, veto the stimulus bill one hundred percent. And uh, I'll talk more about that because uh, this uh, is. Just fascinating. He has stopped going after Democrats. It's now the Republicans. Uh, and it, then that, this just came across. Now. Just came Pardon? across. The uh, GOP has blocked the Democrats' move for uh, the two thousand dollars payments that Trump. Okay, there won't be, the, and there won't be a uh, there. You will not see a stimulus package. It won't happen then this year. And the president said the next administration will have to deal with it. Didn't say uh, Biden's administration, said the next administration. Still arguing that the vote uh, is um, uh, illegal. Uh, This gets interesting because his enemies are now the Republicans because they're not showing the loyalty. The Democrats never showed the loyalty. So there's never been an issue with that. That was easy. So if he Uh, vetoes this... And the the Democrats are expected to not override the veto at that point? No, they can't. Uh, it depends on what the Republicans are going to do. It's Democrats-, gonna, Democrats will, of course, vote to override his veto. What's going to have to happen is Republicans who voted for these bills will have to come back and not vote to override his veto. They'd have to say, I liked those bills, but now I don't because the president vetoed yeah. it. It's uh, it's fascinating because the Republican leadership is totally silent on this. They do not know what to do. Well, they're hoping he doesn't veto the the uh, the spending and the relief bill. They still they're going to have to deal with his veto of the defense bill anyway. That will be overridden. I think that one will be overridden. 
but it's not your the stimulus bill is fascinating. Boy, did he throw a wrench into the works on this one. Last minute, uh, he became a populist. He said, that's not enough. I want more money. Didn't say that a week ago or two weeks ago. And this is uh, he not only did he throw a monkey wrench into it, he threw the entire toolbox into this thing. Was he able to veto is or is he able to veto just the COVID relief or does he have to veto the whole federal uh, pocket veto? You know what? If he does a pocket veto, I don't think that they can override that, which is like a line item, I guess. Uh, No, uh, it's no, he just doesn't sign it. Pocket veto. He doesn't veto it. He just, it sits there and then doesn't become law. All right. It's fascinating. By God, uh, he's going out with a bang. He really is. We knew this was coming, too. Uh, it's, it, uh, by the way, just it, if he doesn't sign it, this, it's so, they make everything so complicated. Yeah. Uh, if he hasn't signed it within 10 days, it becomes law unless Congress adjourns during that 10-day period, in which case it doesn't become 10 law. business days or just 10 full days? I think 10 calendar days. Oh, now days. you got to find a different section of, of the Constitution <laughs> yeah. to know whether they mean business days or calendar days. Yeah. Yeah. This, this sort of thing has just never happened uh, close to these circumstances. But then again, we've never had a president uh, that's ever been quite like uh, President Trump. It's... Uh, Boy, I tell you, it, there's going. You know how many history books are going to be written about this administration? Not the thousands are aren't already written about each administration. <laughs> this one, there'll be a library. There'll be th- there'll be a Smith's. Uh, it'll be a library of Congress full of books. Well, have we ever seen a, a, an administration that's had so many books come out during the administration as we I have don't with know. this one? I would doubt. I would doubt it. Uh, let's do uh, one more. All right. Uh, Trump, pardons, 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 pardons. Your first name is free. Another first round of pardons yesterday. Over two dozen of them, including some big names like Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. Yeah, it And then a lot of other cases that oh, you've yeah, never heard of. Cases. I'm going to talk more about that. And also, you know, the history of pardons. Uh, uh, for those people that are screaming and yelling, uh, this is not that crazy, these pardons. There have been really crazy pardons, and I'm talking about in recent history. We're talking about uh, Bill Clinton uh, did some pardons that you look back and you shake your head. Come on, really? Uh, so, uh, And uh, one of the things that are happening now is as uh, Donald Trump is moving down the aisle, you know, instead of pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, it's pardon you, pardon you, pardon you. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Did you know buying a mattress at Mattress Warehouse means you have a one-year price guarantee? Find a better price? They'll match it, plus 50% of the difference. Why buy anywhere else? Mattress Warehouse. Sleephappens.com. Mattress Warehouse. Sleephappens.com. Have a holiday. Jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. And uh, welcome back. Bill Handel here I don't know on a uh, Thursday snow, morning, December 24. And uh, back we go. Uh, more handle on the news. Uh, Michael Crozier in for JJL, Wayne Resnick, and me. Speaking of pardons, a pardon for Tiger King Joe Exotic is sitting on President Trump's desk. Because I saw Tiger. Sued. The uh, gift the that just- keeps on giving. Yeah, he sued the Justice Department, arguing that his application for a pardon has to go to the president because it is a presidential pardon. 
and that was kind of a, a flaky lawsuit. But uh, uh, the uh, pardon attorney put it on his desk. Now the question is, just for jokes, right, kicks and giggles, does the president pardon him? Yes. What has Joe Exotic done for the president? He's been a big uh, supporter of him. He's been pretty uh, he was, vocal I think he was it. a huge supporter yeah. of him. You're right, Michael. I think he was a major supporter of the president. And that's usually all you need with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It'd be hilarious. Yeah, oh, with, please. Yeah. yeah, that's going out with a bang. I'm telling you. Uh, there's I. Right now, <laughs> if I were uh, one of the president's advisors, I'd go through the list and uh, just to just to screw with everybody. Uh, and uh, just have a rip-roaring good time. Well, uh, yeah. how about going out with a pop? Because amongst the pardons that President Trump granted yesterday, he pardoned the husband and wife involved in the great balloon boy hoax of 2009, where uh, a couple said their six-year-old son had somehow accidentally been carried up into the air by a homemade helium balloon, we all watched it live as that balloon sailed around. When it finally came down, there was no kid on board. The kid had been hiding in the attic because his parents told him to because they wanted to get attention for a reality show. And they were convicted of, uh, well, the, the, the wife was convicted of, I think, just filing a false report and did community service. The husband got convicted of several things. Um, and now they are part owned. Yeah, he got 30 days, uh, yep. and that's it. And I remember that so vividly because for hours we were covering that and watching it, and helicopters and aircraft were in the air uh, following the balloon, and anybody who knew anything said, it's impossible. You cannot have a 60-pound kid uh, in that uh, v- that balloon. It would never get off the ground. But it didn't matter. I remember all all of us in the newsroom watching it like it was OJ's Bronco going down the freeway. Yeah, we it was just uh, crazy. Uh, a dubious anniversary is coming up, and some officials say they're worried about Iran. I'm an American soldier, an American is it back on uh, January 3rd? It was when we uh, hit a drone strike on the Revolutionary Guards commander uh, Soleimani in Baghdad. So that anniversary is coming up, and we know how terrorists love their anniversaries. Yep, and um, top U.S. Uh, general in the region, uh, top U.S. Uh, general in the Middle East, is saying uh, we can expect attack. We won't expect a conflict. There's not going to be anything beyond that, but uh, we have to prepare for some kind of terrorist attack. Looks like uh, the U.K. and the E.U. might finally have a Brexit trade deal. Which we care about here because if they don't get one, it's massive disruption over there and it's a global economy now. So it's going to be big blowback for us as well. But they've been negotiating and negotiating and they're getting very, very close. Here's the main issue that still is causing trouble. Fishing and how many EU fishing boats will be allowed in British waters. That's the thing they still can't completely yeah. resolve. Now, look at the complexity of a Brexit uh, exit. And it has to do with uh, Great Britain leaving the European Union. There are 27 members of the European Union, which means there are no tariffs. It's basically one uh, it's one trading block. 
uh, and they use the same currency, except for England, still kept the pound. Uh, and uh, it's so you, you have no tariffs, right? Your goods are here. Our goods are there. Now, when you no longer have a trading block like that, every individual product has to be negotiated in terms of tariff. And we have, and last I looked, there were 26,000 products just from China that we've negotiated tariffs. You know, for example, a ring, right? A ring, uh, a finished piece of jewelry is one uh, tariff. Uh, A raw stone is another tariff. Uh, Depending on the kind of metal, it's another tariff. Uh, Steel is a tariff. Aluminum is another tariff. Uh, the kind of fish, uh, shrimp is one, uh, cod is another. Now, can you imagine that across the board? Ugh. That's what England and Europe are trying to negotiate right now. And they're already backed up at the border now oh, at, yeah. at the channel because of the, this new strain of COVID. Yeah, I think they I, I think they opened up uh, France the, the channel. France partly did, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I got to tell you, it's getting into a uh, a block a trading block is easy hi no tariffs <laughs> we're all together congratulations uh, let's get married mazeltov getting divorced is a whole lot more complicated you know what it's the same way with people exit strategies are always far far worse the LAPD is investigating a gruesome discovery that last night, LAPD says they responded to, to near 7th Street and New Hampshire Avenue, right, uh, right near a large homeless encampment, and they discovered uh, the body of a fetus. Now, it could be gruesome, or it could be just someone covering up uh, a pregnancy, uh, depending on whether uh, the fetus, uh, depending on the age of the fetus and whether it was stillborn or not. 26 weeks? Uh, it could, yeah, it could have been a stillbirth. Uh, and if it's alive... Uh, then I, I don't think it's murder at 26 weeks. I think they'd have a hard time proving murder because a child surviving at 26 weeks outside of a hospital is tough. But other crimes like, I don't know, disposal of uh, human remains? Yeah, or no, that, like that, that those that. are crimes. Yeah. Uh, there's no question. But I think those are misdemeanors relative to murder. But uh, quite often you find uh, cases like this where the woman uh, is hiding her pregnancy uh, the baby is usually, or in many cases, stillborn, and then the autopsy has to be done. But it could range all the way from what you just said, disposal of human remains, all the way to murder. And uh, we don't know. But it is a gruesome story. It's a heartbreaker. It really is. All right. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll finish up. Handle on the news. We wrote our own destiny in parking lots and empty streets. Yeah, we got all right, here we are. Uh, you now, coffee, bathroom, you know, down the hall. Let's put a coffee machine right inside uh, the uh, direct studio. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say the bathroom, then just direct deposit. Oh, uh, it, when we built the Persian Palace, this is a true story. Uh, in my bathroom, my little toilet area, and I like very small bathrooms, it's an old story, 
Uh, I have a, a whole book, uh, a bookcase, floor to ceiling, uh, actually inside. The original plans call for, and I'm not exaggerating, a microwave, a coffee maker, and a TV. And we only ended up with the bookcase, unfortunately. Let's move on. You think you're high living when you go to a hotel and there's a phone in the toilet. I know. It's well, it's <laughs> then a whole you get a world. bookcase. Yeah, well, of course the telephone in there, naturally. I mean, that's a given. All right. Uh let's move on as we finish handle on the news. Uh Michael Crozier in for uh Jennifer, Wayne Resnick, and me. LAPD seeking more potential victims of a guy already charged with 14 counts of sexual assault. Sexual assault against a minor. Uh, this is a guy who used to live here in L.A., Antonio Carlos Diaz. He now lives outside of uh, Cleveland, and he has been charged with all of those crimes. And LAPD says, hey, anybody else knows anything more? Because, and it makes sense, if you get a guy who did that many already, it's sky-high likelihood they did more. Okay. The uh, families of a plane crash victim say they want the Boeing 737 MAX permanently grounded. About time to shut it down. The FAA lifted that 20-month uh, safety ban of the 737 MAX back on November 18th. They green-lighted the design changes that they made by Boeing. and But uh, some families of these victims of the planes that crashed say, nope, not good enough. Well, I, mean, I don't think they want it permanently grounded. They want to rescind the... Uh, uh, the approval, and then I guess start all over again. And the and it was a Senate uh, Commerce Committee that did find Boeing officials quote inappropriately coach FAA test pilots during uh, the recertification efforts. I don't know what that means. Uh, did they spend too much time trying to convince them that it was uh, okay? Did they train them to deal with the problem uh, in a way that was inappropriate? And uh, we don't know. But I think uh, the rescinding is not going to be uh, – I don't think the FAA is (coughs) – sorry about that. The FAA is going to rescind. I think that approval is uh, just keep on going. Uh, Unless if there's another crash, uh, the 737 is gone as an airplane. Tell you so that. that's really what we're everybody's everybody's just uh, moving forward based on the assumption they got it will never crash again. Yeah. Uh, and like well, you at say, if the plane is at least due to design error. I, if you it, like, if you say if, if a Boeing seven three seven goes down again, crashes after this, I would argue that Boeing could go away. I don't know. Uh, well, first I of mean, all, after it, would all be this? The seven, it would be the Max that would go away. The uh, the 737s that are already in the skies, and there's more of those than any other airplane on the planet. I mean, there are tens of thousands of 737s out there, uh, but it's this new model. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know. It could be that uh, Boeing goes under, but, you know, there's insurance. I mean, there's plenty of insurance there. I mean, the, this to, to cover, uh, you know, the effectively people dying in in the event of a crash at some point you start looking at how much is this the cost effectiveness and how much was their intention in doing well, that there uh, boeing took uh, a shortcut in not redesigning the airplane those engines are too big for that fuselage and if you notice the uh the size of those engines it's not even uh the if you look at the cowling they're not even round at the bottom 
uh, it's cut off. I mean, the circle literally is cut off because it's too close to the ground, and the engine keeps on moving more and more forward on the wing. And uh, a lot of people are saying, you know what? Uh, You have to go from the beginning with this airplane. New fuselage, uh, new everything, and Boeing's accused of uh, taking the shortcut and saving about half the money. Harassed by the professor and Marianne. (laughs) Well, here's a dispute between uh, some very rich people (laughs) down in Laguna. And uh, here's the short story. Uh, One neighbor put up this big, expensive, uh, blown glass sculpture near their property line. That was fine with the next door neighbor. But then the first neighbor put up a bunch of netting to protect the sculpture from oh like tree God. trimming. That's when the other neighbor objected. It turned bitter. And now a court has found that uh, the first neighbor is guilty of harassing the second neighbor <laughs> by playing the theme song from Gilligan's Island over and over on their outdoor speakers. Didn't they just try to argue that I just love this song. Yes. That's what they tried to argue. Uh, However, uh, the court found that it actually was torture. Uh, They brought in doctors. Well, not Geneva Convention level torture. No, PTSD kicked in uh, because listening to Gilligan's Island song. uh, And at this point, we should play it for the, the rest of the show and see what happens. And the problem is both of these, uh, the neighbors, are insanely wealthy. So uh, money it was no question in terms of the they had They had super top-notch attorneys working on this case. Jeez. Like, way better than the Trump campaign has in terms <laughs> of the quality of For attorneys. sure. Uh, the first ever permit's been given out for a driverless delivery service. Yeah, it's a company you've never heard of either. Neuro. Yeah, robotics has- company. Is, is it going to be a neuro car? So the service is done by is by somebody, or is it also neuro? It's remote operated. There's a person overseeing how these cars are driving, but they're not in the car. And it, and I don't think it's independent. Uh, the car doesn't drive itself, where it's just programmed uh, to go. There's uh, it's, it's a remote it's human like, operator, yeah, but th- like that person, drone. it's like air traffic control. Well, it's it's more involved in air traffic control, but one remote operator can control multiple vehicles at a time and be anywhere. They could be in a completely different city. That just yeah, seems like, sounds like it defeats the purpose. If oh. you're going to have one control for like remotely, but yet they're in control of multiple cars. Yeah, yeah it just saves, saves on drivers, saves on space. Uh, yeah. It, Okay, it's one of those. All right, that's our next step to uh, the totally. Yeah. By the way, this is not for this is not for people to it's get in these delivery. cars. It's for delivery of packages only. Oh. Right. Uh, okay, let's end up uh, with this story because <laughs> KFC. Uh, boy, there's nothing more useful in life uh, than this product. So let me start with before uh, Wayne, you come in. Some of the great inventions in uh, the history, the developments in the history of man: fire, the wheel, the internet, and this one. <laughs> it's a KFC branded gaming console with a chamber inside to keep your chicken warm. You know what? I'm a chicken fry. Now, here's the thing, okay? Because I kind of I was like, this is a joke, or this is a. 
it appears to be a. Re- it's obviously just for promotional purposes, but this is a high-end computing device. It can run games at 4K at 240 frames per second, which is better than the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. It can do VR games, and what it does is it shunts the heat produced by the components to the chicken chamber, which not only keeps the hardware cool, but the chicken warm. And it because, uses this yeah. Intel NUC9 uh, new unit of computing element, which is it's a small box compared to most PC cases that's extremely powerful. It's just great. I mean, keep in mind, the science of this makes all the sense in the world uh, because uh, heat really, I think, is the absence of cold. So to get something cold, you simply remove uh, any part of the heat, which why your freezer actually blows out warm air. It's warm if you uh, if you touch the compressor part because it's sucking out the heat to keep uh, the insides cold. That's the same concept here. Uh, they, you have to keep uh, electronic components cold. So you have uh, this device that sucks out the heat, and it happens instead of uh, uh, being disseminated or displaced into the air, it keeps your chicken box warm. It's like the old uh, McDonald's uh, McDLT. It keeps the cold side cold, keeps the hot side yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. They say uh, it's uh, it, it's ready for consumption during intense gaming sessions. Well, there you are, chicken. And now, what it doesn't say is, uh, as you're playing with uh, the pressing the buttons, etc., you have incredibly greasy fingers. Yeah. How do you deal with that? So they have to come up with a degreasing device at the same time. All right, we're done. <laughs> uh, coming up. Uh, now, uh, you're told not to travel uh, this holiday season, but you're going to. A lot of people are. So the TSA is saying, okay, if you're going to, here's what we suggest. That's coming up. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, that's right. Papadillas and all these sides are just $6. Wings, chicken poppers, cheese sticks, garlic knots, desserts, they're all just 6 bucks at PapaJohns.com. Ah! 